What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Bring the Popcorn podcast. I am your host, Jason Craig, aka the friendly neighborhood dreadhead, where we just talk about movies, TV, anime, and comics, you know, things that I like. But today, I got another special guest for y'all. This is also a longtime friend of mine. He is also an upcoming film director, my boy, Mr. Robbie Abert. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Glad that you got this podcast up and running, man. You know, I'm really proud of you. I'm glad you're doing your thing. So, you know, I'm really happy to be here. I'm really excited for this episode. We got lots to talk about. Oh, yeah, we got lots to talk about. You know, I had to get, I had to get my boy on, you know. <clears throat> so today we got a we got a few things to talk about. We got my review of Halloween Kills, mm-hmm. which it lives up to his who it lives up to his name. And then we're gonna do. I know it's late, y'all. Bear with me. But my spoiler talk of Squid Game, and Rob, and we're gonna get Robbie's opinion on it and what he thought about it. And then we're gonna round things off with the DC fandom. You know. Yeah. D- you know, DC trying to trying to be like, hey, Marvel, we still here, man. We still competition. But are there still competition? Do they still got it? We're going we gonna to find out. But, Robbie, how you doing today, man? What's I'm doing pretty on? well. I'm, you know, I can't complain. You know, I'm, I'm still alive, you know, still eating. You know, just, uh, just living my life. So, you know, I can't complain. You know, just uh, got to take one day at a time, you know. That is true. You got to take it one day at a time. We're going to try to we're going to try to get y'all ahead of a decent time because, you know, today is Sunday, NFL football Sunday. So uh, mm. I think we're going to start it. We're going to start things off with uh, the man. I, well, I would say the king of spooky season, the one that started it all off with the slasher, my man, Mr. Michael Myers. and. Th- and this is a sequel to the 2018 Halloween movie, which was a more of like a, a, it was more of the sequel to the original 1978 Halloween movie, because those other ones, they don't exist. They just don't exist. I, I don't know what movies those are no more. We don't talk about them. Buster Rounds was never in a Halloween movie. Neither was LL Cool J. <laughs> so this movie right here, Man, let me tell you about this movie right here. I'm going to tell y'all this straight up. If you are a Halloween or a horror fan or a slasher fan, this movie is for you. Robert, let me tell you about how brutal this man Michael Myers is. I feel like this is the most brutal this man is. And he an asshole with the two. You, <laughs> he an asshole with the two. Like you were already dying. You about damn near dead. Like on the brink of death. He said, "Nah, I'm still making more painful for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still making painful for you. Don't, don't don't worry." But my thoughts on the movie, it was cool because they brought back some of the characters from the original 1978 movie. Because it's based, like, the movie is based basically based around the town saying, Michael, we sticking tired of your shit. They legit get a lynch mob 
to hunt down Michael Myers. Do you know how evil and devious you got to be for a whole town to hunt you down and form a lynch mob? Yeah, I mean, enough of enough being this, you know, being scared. I mean, you got to... <laughs> I mean, this is why I don't understand. If it's like a serial killer or something going around, wouldn't the whole town want to try and gain up on him and find and hunt and hunt him down? I mean, I never understood. I never really understood that. <laughs> well, Hattonsfield, they said they had enough, and they said, "Oh no, we putting this motherfucker in the dirt." <laughs> but were they successful? I don't know. Y'all had to go find see the movie to find out. But one thing I do like about this movie, which was kind of cool, people that were fans of the original nineteen seventy eight movie. Remember that cliffhanger that they left us on when Loomis shot Michael Myers and he fell out the window. And then when they when the camera went to him, he was gone. It was cool to see what happened right after the movie cut off. It it, it was cool to see. It it showed us exactly what happened. And I don't know, I really just like that touch because. It was a really cool cliffhanger in a, in a horror movie, but I still was wanting to see where the hell Michael went <laughs> after, after being shot and falling out of a second-story window. <laughs> but, yeah, that was pretty cool. And so we get that, and we also... The end now. I don't know about y'all. I love the 1978 John Carpenter Halloween theme, it is iconic. Mm-hmm. And mostly, I don't like newer renditions of old themes that I love, but this, this rendition it worked, it added a little bit more synth to it. It was just really nice. It was just really nice now. I know some people out there be like, but I haven't seen the 1978 movie. Well, don't worry. I mean, I feel like if you watch these two movies, like the 2018 Halloween and Halloween Kills, you'll be fine because in in the first one, they kind of give you a summary of what happened. And in this one, they give you basically a full-on synopsis of the movie <laughs> through, a, through a character's exposition. So if you don't want to if you don't want to go back and watch the 1978, these two movies will do. Now, let me I tell you. Watch, I still want to watch uh, the 2018 Halloween film. I'm really I've been wanting to see wanting to see that. So I'm definitely gonna um check that out. Um I don't need to go back and see this 1978 one, so that's a good sign. Not that it, not that it's wrong, nothing wrong with it. I love the original 1978 um Halloween movie. Yeah, it's a classic, but it's a slow burn. It's a really slow burn. In the beginning, in the beginning, it does start slow. I'm well, I'm like, wait, why is this ca- the camera following Jamie Lee Curtis for like two blocks? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this one, I guess, like right now, the movie is being panned by critics, but it's being loved by audiences. And the reason why I think it's being panned by critics is just because it's not a suspenseful Halloween movie. It's 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 an in-your-face Halloween movie. Mike mm-hmm. Myers ain't stalking. He is just, he is a one-man army killing motherfuckers. <laughs> and before 
one thing I do like about this movie because some of these people you feel bad for. It's like, damn, Michael just rolled up in their house and just killed them and just killed them unceremoniously. So it's like, I like that because in horror movies, they do tend to give you, just give you a lot of cannon fodder, me, a lot of cannon fodder, even though there is some cannon fodder in there. But you grow to love them. You, you, you grow to like them in some way. They may either make you laugh or they just, you know, they, they seem like good people just being terrorized by Michael Byers. Mm. Now let's talk about Michael real quick. If you are a fan of gore and blood in your movies, this movie is for you. I'm not exaggerating when I say this is the bloodiest movie of all the franchise. Michael Myers looked at Jason's kill count and said, oh, 187 kills? Let me go ahead and get my kill count up. And I honestly, these were some of the best kills I've seen in a Halloween movie. Like, I guess Michael took some pointers from Jason because he was getting creative. <laughs> and what I find funny, I don't know if you noticed it in, in like, um, I don't know how many Halloween movies you've seen, but how, but if Michael Myers wasn't a killer, I think he'd be a very good decorator. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, because after he will kill somebody, he will legit hang them up like halloween decorations and i ain't gonna lie it if, if it weren't actual corpses it looks good wow it, <laughs> I, I put it this way if michael myers had a if they had if you lived in a neighborhood and there was a, a like a house decoration contest i think mm. michael would, i think michael would win hands down michael will win man just really creative but too bad he's a uh, he's evil <laughs> He's a demon. <laughs> and then I yeah. just, I've always, like me, I love all the iconic horror slashes. Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Chucky, uh, Leatherface, Pinhead. But the one thing about Michael Myers that I just love is just that he is, he's grounded. He is a grounded serial killer. Like you legit feel like somebody could be a Michael Myers. That's what I like about him. And he just so his presence is just so overwhelming. Mm. Yeah, because right. it feels like because I will say the thing about Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees, as much as I respect them, like that for their their presence to me just, just kind of feels like people in costumes. But Michael Myers is just is this like overwhelming um like force of nature that just that just real that. I'm not gonna lie. When I first saw the original, I was having nightmares for, for like all night. I could barely sleep the night I saw that. I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just the thing about I, I just every person that they get to play Michael Myers. I don't know if it's let me. I think it's the same voice actor. Let me. I think it's the same actor. Yeah. Well, okay. So from the original? No, it, no, it's not the same. Um, this dude. James Jude Courtney, he does a really good job of, he does a really good job of being, being menacing because he, it's like every time Michael's on the screen or Michael is, or my, or they're looking for Michael, you feel 
nervous for these characters because you like, oh my God, they're going to die. <laughs> and Michael might be around somewhere. But that's what I love about this movie. Like I said, if you're fans of the Halloween franchise, you will love this movie because Michael is so, he's so like intimidating. Now, um, also, also this trilogy, I think it works as a trilogy just because it's, I don't know, I'm a sucker for one, for one big story. I'm a sucker for that. That's, that's why I kind of like the, the Daniel Craig James Bond movies, because it's just one streamlined story. But I like how I, what's so crazy is that this movie takes place like all three of these movies. What it looks like is going to take place over one over the span of one night. Really? Yes. Like this wow. movie, this movie picked up right after the 2018 Halloween movie. Not going to spoil it since you haven't seen it, but it picks up right after the movie. I mean, I kind of figured that from the trailer I saw um, when they said when, when at the beginning when it says let let it burn. So I assume like the first and the, at the end of the um, 2018 spoiler, if you haven't seen it, I haven't seen it either. But I assume that they just let him in, they just kind of trapped him into that house and then just lit it on fire. <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah. Yeah, like one thing <laughs> one thing I do like about I did like about the 2018 and this isn't a spoiler, it just showed you like and a lot and a lot of these horror movies you don't see ptsd being being like being mentioned in horror movies but this movie but in the 2018 yeah. it showed it legit showed and in this movie too it showed that Lori was fucked up from my from that from that experience like anybody would a, a surviving a mass surviving a serial killer anybody would be fucked up yeah michael myers arch nemesis <laughs> yeah and man now i will say this though for anybody that that loves the character Lori strode you see her but she doesn't do much she doesn't really do much oh really yeah i feel like they're saving her for halloween ends okay but i think i didn't mind it as much because you still had um let me look at the characters' names. You still had the you still had some of the people from the from the original. Let me look it up. You had yeah, you had Kyle um, Kylie Richards playing um, Lindsay Wallace. You had Anthony Mc, Michael Hall playing you know Tommy, um the little boy that Lori was babysitting. Oh, okay. Um, who else did you have? You had Thomas. Well, you had two actors playing the cop from the from the original. You had Thomas Mann playing a young Frank Hawkins, and then you had um, oh, I guess it doesn't show. Wow, it, it it does not show the actor who plays the older Frank Hawkins. But yeah, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people in here from the original. Well, some of the actors from the original. They had to recast some of the actors also. Because I guess they the too old or didn't they probably come back. <laughs> yeah, probably didn't want to come back. But I do I, I don't know, man. I, I just like this cast. This cast worked for me. It, it it really worked for me. Like I really felt that 
I, I really felt like they were really sick and tired of Michael's shit. <laughs> I would be too. <laughs> like, like, it's just, it's satisfying to see a town going after Michael, but it also, believe it or not, it has social commentary in this movie about mob mentality and the, da- and the dangers of mob mentality. Now, I'm going to start talking about things that I did not like. I, one thing about horror, I feel like it's always hard to put comedy in horror, especially if it's like serious horror, like people dying left and right. Mm-hmm. Some of the comedy worked for me, but a lot of it didn't. Mm. Like I already know, I already knew when I saw Michael McDonald in the movie, I was like, okay, they're gonna, they're gonna have some very cheesy comedy, and it it was very cheesy comedy. Like Michael McDonald and some other actor, some other comedy actor I played, they play these two characters named Big John and Little John. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. And they are there only for comedic effect. And honestly, if you would have cut them out of the movie, it would have it would have been all right. <laughs> it, it 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 just would have been all right. I love Michael McDonald. He's a funny man, but it it I could have went without it. Wow. At least they try. I guess they were trying to lighten it up. But I mean, when you make a movie about about a serial killer and a whole mob is trying to kill him, I mean. I don't know how you can add a com- add, add comedic you know, comedy to it. Because the thing about comedy is that it's about timing. You know, you, yeah. can't just, you can't just force it in there. Yeah, some of the timing works. Some of, like I said, some of the comedic timing works. But it was just like, some of it, it, it just felt out of place. Like, yo, people dying. Why are you trying to get us to laugh at this moment while somebody's dying? <laughs> but I got to say... um, like I really gotta say, I forgot her name, but she plays the granddaughter of Laurie Strode. I like her. I I really do. I really do like her. I, I like. Matter of fact, I like that family, just the Strode family, mm. just because it's just crazy that Michael Myers is terrorizing three generations, three generations of, of Strodes. It, that that's what I do like. I do like that, and there is a death in here, y'all. That is going to surprise y'all. You're not going to see. You're not going to see it coming at all. But a lot of people are also not liking the movie just because it does end abruptly. Because uh, it ends abruptly, but it makes sense because you know they already uh, they had said when 2018 Halloween came out that it was going to be a trilogy. So, may, we'll, I'm, I feel we will get a proper ending in the Halloween ends, which is a very, a de- which is a very good title for this movie. It's supposed to be. In the, is it? Is this the end of the franchise? You know how you know how this goes, Robbie. But no, I'm only, I'm only saying that, like, because, like, how far could they really take this? You know, like how, like. Um, it's called Halloween Ends, so either they're gonna probably reboot it in like twenty years, or I about, I about to say, Robbie, you know dang well 
They're gonna reboot it later on. They're gonna have. They're gonna probably they tried find that before though. Remember, they did try it before. It didn't work. Look, look, look. I don't know. What, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. No movie, <laughs> no, no movie ever came out in 2017. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, 20, 20, uh, 2007. No, that, no, no, nothing came out that day. The last Hollywood movie I saw was the 1978 movie, Robbie. I, I told you this. <laughs> I, I told you. I, I don't know what you're talking about. But back to, back to what I was saying, the movie ends abruptly. But for me, it worked because I guess I was prepared for a trilogy so just know if you're going into this just know that you're not going to get many resolutions you'll you'll get a few you'll get some but not all of them man but i gotta tell you this is the perfect movie for spooky season it it really is it's a fun it's a fun bloody halloween movie and if if you got a date night or if you got if you got Peacock, if you got Peacock because they they streamed it on Peacock I, for whatever reason, which is, apparently it didn't hurt it that much because I think it's still let me look at the numbers. I want to say it still made fifty million. Fifty well, yeah. What's the but what was the budget though? Twenty million. Oh, so that's pretty good. Yeah, I was really shocked because I was like. I thought it was sending to the theater to die when it streamed it on Peacock. I really thought it was streamed to die, but I guess that just shows you how much, how iconic and how much people love this franchise. So, yeah, yeah, man, if I had to give this a rating, I would give it out of 10 popcorn buckets. I had to give it a seven, seven and a half popcorn buckets. Okay. it's a really good, well-shot Halloween movie, which has characters that I love and have characters that, that I love. And you care, you you also it keeps up, it keeps on having you ask questions about Michael Myers, like what Michael Myers truly is. So I did like that aspect of it. The only downfalls for me the story is kind of not there because it's like it's a middle chapter to a trilogy so the story is kind of the story is kind of weak and the comedy it's just wasn't it didn't hit for me like that some of it did some of it didn't well let me ask you a quick question about you said that it ends abruptly do you think that it that um maybe it would have the move like the story obviously you know it's a business decision you know they got to make you know studios got to make their money i got i got no problem with that but um do you think it would have benefited if say the first and the second movie were like together were cut together uh, that's hard to say i know somebody's going to do it when this trilogy comes out they're going to do like one cut of all three movies put together i feel like it's possible but you have to do a lot of trimming the fat to do it. I think it's possible, but I feel like I like I like trilogies if they're done well. I like trilogies, yeah. and I feel I feel like so far the first two, they're done well because it because it follow it follows like you know the formula that Star Wars set in their trilogy. You got you got the heroes prevailing, then you got the dread in the middle and then 
I'm pretty sure we're going to see the triumph again from the heroes in the third one. So that I did like. I, I do like how the trilogy's going. So we're going to see. We're we going to see, man. But, yeah, y'all, that was my review of Halloween Kills. It is available on Peacock, but it's also out in theaters. Get in. I, can't wait, I can't wait to see it. I'm going to check it out. But I'm going to check out the um the last one in 2018 first. So I, who knows? Maybe I'll watch that tonight. <laughs> you know what, man? We could do a watch party because I love that movie as well. All right, yeah, I'm gonna check. Yeah, I definitely have to check it out. So, yeah. now, now going from one killer to um, um to a killer, multiple killers, a mul- well, a killer game. <laughs> I, y'all, I know I'm late. I was trying so hard not to give into the hype, but man, y'all done sucked me into it. Today we gonna talk about my spoiler talk of squid game yes very good series very good show the korean the south korean phenomenon that has swept across the world i think i think is i don't know is it still the number one netflix um show in the world yeah it's it's in history bro it's in history um even over stranger things yeah jason squid game literally um has the most um has the most views of any Netflix of any um Netflix original in history. It's crazy. That is like, that is <laughs> that is crazy. But y'all, we are talking about the hit South Korean horror drama. So I, almost, I guess it's thrillers. I, I guess what would it be? Well, Korean drama. It, it's a. It's a dr- I would say it's a drama. I don't. I wouldn't call it a call it a horror though. It, it does have some horrific elements, but um, I don't know if I would classify it as a as a horror. I would yeah. say it's really it's a uh, it's like it seems like more of a uh, maybe not dystopian like um dystopian but kind of like a film noir type of Korean drama. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. Because yeah, we, we don't classify it as a Korean drama, but y'all, man, this show right here. Also, before we start, man. I am so happy for the creator of Squid Game because you want to talk about perseverance. This man tried for years, 10 years to be exact, to get this to the screen. This man had to sell his laptop to just keep on working on his vision. And I'm so glad that he was able to to see his vision out. Yes. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher a lot of these names, so do not get mad at me. I barely remember some of these characters, some of these characters' names. I like to be. I'm just being honest. I don't remember all of them um, from a T. And also, it was I was watching. I, I wasn't watching a dub ver- version. Do not watch the dub, by the way. Um, <laughs> um, I was watching. I was reading the subtitles, so it was kind of. Um, you know how it comes to comes to um anime when I'm when I'm um, watching them, Jay. I mean, I've gotten used to them, used to the subtitles, but sometimes it just takes me a while to, you know, really track um to really track them and really you know keep up with them because I'm trying to focus on the story. Yeah, um, I, I don't yeah. know. I guess like you know, since I've watched anime for years, it's like I guess I opened my third eye and it just 
isn't that hard for me no more. Mm. But yeah, yeah, man. So let's talk about this show, man. (laughs) Because, man, the premise of this show, it just seems so wholesome when you look at it from from a standpoint. People are down on their luck. And this and this these this this um i guess organization they give people a chance to win um i forgot the exact amount but i think it's 43 billion won yeah by by the way don't mean to cut you off um i need to see let's see 43 billion won that's um how is that converted i think it's 36 Um, million dollars 36 million u.s dollars yeah, I'm looking at it right now. $36 million. So, basically, yeah. Continue. My bad. I was just curious. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, from the standpoint, you're like, oh, this organization is giving these people a chance to win money by playing by playing children games. Mm-hmm. Boy, I've never been so afraid of games like Red Light, Green Light, and Tug of War in my life. But, but, but we're going to come back to that. Let's talk about how this... <laughs> Let's talk about how this show starts. Mm-hmm. One thing about this show, the main theme is money and the and how far people are willing to go for money. We start with our main character, Sion Gihun. He starts off showing that he is he's a good person, but he is horrible with finances and he's He's a bad dad, but he's also, he's trying to be a good dad. He's trying, but he also does steal from his mom to go bet. And so, so it, it like, I like that because it, because they don't make them, they don't try to make them too virtuous or just too conniving. They legit make them like a normal human being is. We all have our flaws and I do like that. So I really clinged on to songi songi hoon i really did attach to him because i was rooting for him in these games so we're introduced to him we're we're also introduced to his i guess i guess they were friends when they were kids cho song cho sang woo we're gonna talk about him yeah yes he um the wasn't he a um he was a failed businessman. Right. <laughs> he was yeah. talked ho- so highly of just to find out. See, so just know for everybody that be just other people, just know you don't know how other people's lives are. Yep. Internally. So, yeah, we got him. Um, we were also introduced to this to this um, Korean gangster, Jang Doksu. Um, Doksu. Which he is just a turtle dirtbag. Like oh. they they established at the very beginning. Yeah, you're gonna hate this motherfucker. This is the this is the motherfucker you're not gonna like. Irredeemable. Yes, irredeemable. irredeemable. <laughs> yes, irre. Yes, just irredeemable. Then um, who else we got? It's a few other ones. There was the girl, um, Kang Saibak. Kang Sai Kang Saibak. Yeah, I, I'm going. I probably butchered her name once again i am sorry i'm sorry yeah see it's it was tough for me to remember all the names myself but then uh, there was also 
we have two more characters that we're supposed to care. Well, three more characters. You count that horny chick. <laughs> uh, yeah, she got on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> she got, she got on my nerves too. You, you had the horny chick. Some yeah, um, Ali. Yeah, uh, um, a Pakistani in Korea, uh, a Pakistani, a Pakistani in Korea, which surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, I'm and like, that, what is he doing in Korea? Speaking fluent Korean. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, how does how did I don't? That's a story that I'm very curious about. You know, but we'll get to yeah. that later. But I feel like I feel like that his family might be in the second seat, possibly. I don't know. We'll get to the to it a little later. But, yeah. Um, and then the last character we're, that we were introduced to to care about is the, the old man. man. I forgot his name. It was going to come to me. But, yeah, I feel like this whole cast did really well. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't, it, before y'all say it, but they, you, you don't even speak their language. Shut up. You can tell when an actor is good. Just because you don't speak the language, you can tell when an actor is good. I don't care what yeah. anybody says. You can tell when an actor is good. I thought the cast did great. I thought oh, they yeah. all did great. Yeah. The the cast did really well and I feel like what sold me on the on the uh, on the show that second episode showed me it, it just sold me on that show when we saw okay I'm we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're going to do like a quick synopsis of all the sh- of all the um the episodes. The first episode I think it was legit wasn't the first episode legit called Red Light Green Light? Yeah, I was wondering, like, why is it called Red Light, Green Light? And then oh. when I saw I was like, oh. oh yes. Okay. <laughs> so the way that this game, the way that this, we're going to do a quick synopsis. The first episode is called Red Light, Green Light. And basically, like I said, we, we learned about um, Gihun. I'm going to just call him Gihun for short. We, we go through Gihun's backstory and why, he, why he's broke and, like, what he does with his money. So he meets a man on the subway, and they play... Uh, um, uh, I guess it's a Korean game because I've never heard of it. I think it's called Daki. So basically, what you gotta do, you gotta yeah. hit, you gotta hit a paper, you gotta hit a paper on top of another paper on top of the opponent's paper, and you gotta make his paper flip. And whoever makes the paper flip, you win. But the caveat is, at first he was like, "Well, you got to, you got to um get." Basically, they wagered ten thousand won. No, one hundred thousand actually. Oh, oh, one. Okay, my fault. <laughs> my fault. One hundred that one hundred thousand won. So, but since Gihun lost all of his money because he's being chased by by gangsters or loan sharks, and he bet his money, he says, "I don't have it." So he says, "You know what? Offer your body then. For every time I win, I get to slap the shit out of you." <laughs> that so was, that he, was hilarious. I'm like, dang, this guy guy's face is red <laughs> yeah so Gihun accepts because you know this show the basis of this show is basically saying how much people how far people are willing to go for money i don't know about you robbie but i feel like i would have been done after like the seventh slap because he was slapping the shit out of him. yeah and and the thing is what what this show does such a great job of is that you know like you, it's like you said just to piggyback off of you about um, how far people are willing to go just to have a, a higher quality of life because they mention in the um I want to say the the first step I think it's the first episode where they talk about it where the um the henchman that has those weird like PlayStation buttons on on their masks <laughs> which I think is got which I think is actually kind of cool um they mentioned 
all right, you got two options. You, you can, if you want to um, quit the game, that's fine. But if you go back, you're going to live a very miserable life when we can give you an opportunity to make your life better. So I always thought like when, um, um, well, well, we'll get to the, um, to the actual games a little later, but it just goes to show you that, you know, people are willing literally just to sacrifice their humanity just to make their lives even just a little better, you know, yeah. Yeah, and it and it does it does a great job of tackling you know tackling humanity you know like Gihun all he wants to do is just all he wants to do is just you know be with his daughter and you know help his and help his family he's just he's just does a terrible job of you know managing money and sometimes when you make when you make poor life decisions you know there there are um you you got to deal with the consequences. Yeah, and th- the first episode, so we get to the uh, so Gihun after winning that hundred thousand one, he's like, you know what, I might have a chance in these games, which I don't know. I was thinking about it. I like you lost like fifteen times, so how would you? Why do you think you would have a chance in these in these games? <laughs> but yeah. that's but that's besides the point. So he, you know, he says he like I can do this. So he calls the number. They give him a meeting time, and they basically kidnap his ass. Well, yeah, well, I mean, it's voluntary kidnap, but they kidnap him. They gas him. <laughs> they take him to an island. The man wakes up in a nike or a old school adidas jumpsuit with number 456 on it yes. all the players in the game have numbers on the back of their jackets yes and it's they say it's to indicate the order in which they came so i guess Gihun was the last one he meets an old man which is number one we're going we have a lot to say about this motherfucker right oh, here. oh yeah <laughs> we sure do and then we we, we find out then we find out that his longtime friend or childhood friend Song Wu is there too. Mm-hmm. So we're introduced to those three, I think, before the first game. So we go to the game area and they talk, they talk about well, the first game is a child game that y'all played. And one thing I like about this show, Robbie, is that this show is so damn colorful that it is misleading as hell. <laughs> Yep. You got you got a whole bunch of nice friendly kid kid um like aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So when they come in the room they're like what the hell is this? This is a they got a giant slot. Okay. So as soon as the players here we're playing red light green light. Everybody like, "Oh, this is going to be a breeze." Man. After that first motherfucker didn't stop on red light. We find out that motherfuckers get shot when they eliminate. So everybody, so once that first person gets shot, everybody starts scrambling, and it's just a massacre. Yeah, half half of the people are mowed. I think like a hundred people are mowed down in the first wave. (laughs) But for people that say, "Oh, I can survive these games," no, the fuck you can't. I don't care what you say. No, the fuck you can't. Oh my goodness. No, the fuck you can't. No, I couldn't do that. I I would be trembling in fear. <laughs> I mean, that was just there's just no way out of that. I mean, <laughs> the funny and the ironic thing is, it's literally the old man who literally figure, figures it out. He's yeah. like, oh, so that's how you do it. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I kind of laughed during this game, even though people were getting slaughtered. But that old man, he was just having the time of his life. He's like, hey, yeah. <laughs> 
So like, man, this man had too much fun while people are being murdered in front of him. Deacon was Deacon looked like he was about to die though when that girl was hiding behind him. Oh yeah, I ain't gonna lie, man. I was like, oh no. She's like, she's like, he's like, hey, quit playing around. I'm gonna kill you. And then she's like, she's like, uh, what did she say? She said something like, "What's the matter? You scared?" Wait, was that towards um Jang or was that towards um Gihun? No, like remember the girl was behind him, behind the gangster. Oh yeah, um Jang. Yeah. I mean, Jang. I thought his name was Deke. Am I, am I? Maybe I'm getting mixed up with another um character. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, so when they said red light, green, um, red light, green light, I was like, oh my god, goodness, how? And oh. then that game, every game is fucking stressful because there came mm-hmm. a point in the game where our, our main character Gi Hoon tripped over a dead body, and um, we introduced Ali. we're introduced to Ali for the first time, and that motherfucker strong. He held up a grown man with one hand yeah and yeah should we tell him about um why he's able to use one hand we're gonna get to that so all right so we get to the get like also y'all this this show is really great it's a simple show but it does so great with foreshadowing it it legit put throw stuff right in your face and i love that i love that because some of these twists I figured it out, but I kind of reneged on like, ain't no way this can be the twist. It's too, it's too out there. It's too, it's too easy. Mm. But we get to the towards the end of the episode where we find out that they give them the option to leave after everybody's like, we didn't sign up to die. <laughs> <laughs> they never told them. They never told them that they were gonna um kill him. But I want before we get to that, I want to talk about um you know Ali. It kind of get, goes back to the humanity part because Ali was actually the most humane out, out of all the really all the contestants. Yeah, this show oh. does show I, I love Ali's character just because just because I wish more people were like Ali. But yeah. but in reality, which I, I love that the show holds nothing back. Real the real world is bleak. People are horrible people. They may seem nice on the inside. They may seem nice on the outside, but on the inside, everybody has a demon. Everybody has a, everybody has a has a has a horrible side to them, which I like. But yeah, so the best thing about these games is they give them the option to leave if they don't want to continue, and they say, yeah, once y'all leave, the money that the money that was not won it goes to the to the family members of the dead. So they never force these people to play the game. So the episode ends with them going back to their normal shitty lives. <laughs> now, this, the second episode, that's what pulled me in because it showed you how not only we have seen how Gi Hoon lives, but we we all we didn't see what Song Wu, how Song Wu and everybody else lived. We right. didn't see we didn't see that, and I love that because we see how shitty people are. We find out that Song Wu, he's in major debt. He he's he's a dirt bag because he even put up his mom's shop. <laughs> he even put up his, his mom's shop in at risk to to like for it to be um to be lost. Right. 
um the gangster he we find out that he just a he just a dirt he was just a dirt bag he gonna be a dirt bag even with the money because he just screws over whatever whoever whoever he can yeah it wasn't um like the there was a i think there was like a mob or something there was like a, there was a it was another it was a it was another gang from another country and they were legit gonna take his eyes and liver and stuff because he screwed them out their money yeah I mean, one thing about that dude, about the gangster, he really loves shanking people. Oh, he loved me. He he just loves. Yeah. He just loves. I don't know. He just loves killing people. Now, I want to do that. That he shanked uh, coming out the car before he jumped over that bridge. He got it worse because he got he he got stabbed repeatedly. Oh but, god! But then we we learn about the pickpocket. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, that's the um the girl who um he who he knew. Yeah, that's the girl who um Jang knew that he beat he beat like he beat the shit out of her. Mm. But that's who Jang knew. She's a pickpocket. She's we find out which I like. We see, we also see what is like what happened with in North Korea between North Korea and South Korea, how the how divided they are because it shows you actual families did get separated. And they can't yeah. come across the border. So her main objective is to bring her mother, her mom over the border from North Korea. So her, her mother and her brother can be together. I right. like that. I like that. It, it gave, it made her sympathetic, even though it showed that she don't care about nobody. But deep down, we know she do care. Now coming to Ali, I felt bad for Ali. Yeah. I really, I, I felt bad just for some fact that, this show also shows the type of racism in 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 South Korea, mm-hmm. which I do like because it's realistic. So basically, Ali gets screwed over by the company he worked for. The dude said the dude let him go because he said I didn't have enough money to pay him. But, but lo and behold, what did he have on his desk? An envelope full of money that he could have gave Ali. So Ali said. Fuck that! I'm taking this money. <laughs> so Ali takes the so so um the dude puts the money in his pocket, and then Ali confronts <laughs> this part. I laugh my ass up because the dude deserved it. So Ali confronts him, and and like they're by a dangerous ass machine. So Ali he's struggling. He like he basically grabs like give me my money. So then he accidentally pushes the dude into some type of machine with a with like a steamroller so the dude gets his hand just straight up mangled by the steamroller oh, and, yeah. and then Ali sees that money like shit this is my money now <laughs> I, I don't blame Ali I would do the same thing too you ain't gonna just fuck me over like that <laughs> yeah so, and he also he also um had a wife and a kid yeah, he has a wife and a kid, so that gives him a reason to play. It shows us the reason why he wants to play this game because he wants to go back to Pakistan. Yeah. So then we see also Song Wu. Song Wu, <laughs> he was just like, "Man, my life is over. I'm about to commit suicide." But, yeah. but he was just cold, calm. He was he was the most calm, cool, and collected out of all of them. Like he's, it's like as if, man, look, I know. We're, I know, like, I kind of know what we're getting into at this point. I mean, we might as well just, you know, (laughs) 
Because I might as well like do the best I can. Song was like, I don't care. I'm I'm in so much debt. Shit, I'm in <laughs> so much. He, he didn't even look like throughout the whole series. Series man, he his eyes were all red. He looked like he didn't even sl- sleep once. Man, like, I'm just, I'm just like he's like man, fuck it. If I die, I die. It can't be worse than being in this much debt. So, every so every single person gets another PlayStation card <laughs> to come back. <laughs> They get a PlayStation card. I call it a PlayStation card because look, it legit it legit looks like the PlayStation symbol with the triangle exactly. and That's the what? square. <laughs> so so they all get a chance to come back. Also, before we forget, there's a they introduce a subplot with this police officer. Who I really the, like though, he was pretty cool. Yeah, he was pretty cool. I think he's pretty cool and he's looking for his brother. And his brother went missing as well. So yeah, because he had the same uh PlayStation card. Yeah. So oh, he well. <laughs> so yeah, in that episode of Hell, I think it, it showed like it shows like him investigating, going to his brother's dorm or um apartment or whatever, and he finds a PlayStation card and he remembers Gihun, which we forgot to tell you, Gihun went to the police, said, Hey, y'all need to find these motherfuckers, man. <laughs> they tried to kill me playing a children's game. And of course, the police looked at this nigga like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" <laughs> they the legit- thing is, though, it does sound very, it does sound unbelievable when it when it's coming out of his mouth. Because I don't know if I was a police officer, you think? To be honest, I don't know if I would have believed me. <laughs> it was so funny. They were like, "This nigga on drugs." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, that's when the police officer gets the first hint. Yeah, and then that the episode we see is investigation, and then at the towards the end of the episode when everybody's taken, we find out that this motherfucker stowed away on the boat. <laughs> he he stowed away on the boat. So like, okay, shit. This one like that in the episode I like, damn, y'all got me like Game of Thrones got me with these cliffhanger edges. I gotta watch it. I legit watched this all in one day, y'all. That's how good this show was. I watched all. Yeah, I watched it about like two, two, three days. I think. I I like I just not stopped watching it. So then, um, that episode ends. Then we go to the man with the umbrella. Which man? Let me tell y'all about the episode. So we oh. find out everybody comes back. Everybody, everybody we saw come back. The gangster, the horny chick, Gi Hoon, Song Woo, Ali. And the old man, they all come back. Oh, and the and the um, and the Korean girl who trying yeah. to get a mother from North Korea, they all come back. So then, um, the horny chick and the Korean chick they get together. Well, they go to the bath. They quote unquote go to the bathroom because this, because um, the they're one trying to figure out like what um, they're trying to figure because they're trying to like they're snooping around trying to figure and trying to figure out um what the next game is so um so the korean girl the korean girl who um who's trying to reunite her family she goes into the air vents and then she see she goes to this factory um and she's che- and, like checking out out and seeing like some them seeing the um all the the workers that have like the play the the playstation symbols on their mask and they um um and she and she finds out that they're actually making something with sugar. She smells sugar. She's like, "What is going on? I don't even know what this is." And then, um, then they get to the game, and then they re- and then um, 
they they find all find the doors with all the shapes like they had a, the the square the no they had the triangle the circle the umbrella that's the name which, of the um which is not a damn shape i don't know why they try <laughs> the umbrella um then they had a star so when they oh um, wait oh wait before you go any further so yeah. So this also this episode started showing you some of these people's true colors because that motherfucker Song Woo, he asked he asked the pickpocket, um, what did you what did you smell? She's like, I smell sugar. So from that, yeah. so he knew what the game was, but he did not tell Gi Hoon. He he let Gi Hoon pick the umbrella and he picked the easiest shape, the triangle. The old man, <laughs> the old man picked the star. Um, Ali picked the circle, which again, Ali, he was he he was just so happy to be alive still. Yeah, man. He Ali. was just so then we get to the game and then we come to find out like after they after they reveal it, but <laughs> Gi Hoon's reaction would have been mine. Cause when, cause when they oh, yeah, he said, Yeah, I'm screwed. With, <laughs> When they revealed that the game was honeycomb, where basically you have to, where the, basically it just melted sugar. Was it sugar and something else? It, it, like it's basically a shape carved into into the cookie, and you have to, and you have to carve it out without, without breaking without breaking the shape at all. Without breaking the shape at all. So imagine getting the umbrella. My boy Gihun, he had the same expression i had i would have been like i'm fucked <laughs> i'm fucked <laughs> so they do the game and um of course song Wu's bitch ass finds a way to get out song Wu's bitch ass found um he gets out because it's a fuck it's a fucking triangle it's easy as hell mm -hmm. the old the old man well no so song Wu, um he finishes first um I think Ali finishes next. Then that one, that horny chick, she, she, um, she snuck a lighter and some cigarettes in her vagina. Don't, don't, don't ask me. Yeah, don't, let's move on. <laughs> don't ask me. But she uses that lighter to heat the needle up to, to carve out the shape easier, and she wins. She she wins that game, so she's able to move on. But before she does that, she passes the lighter to the gangster dude because you we all we find out soon enough that teams start forming. And yeah. I was kind this one I was kind of I kind of lightened up to the horny chick because we needed that comedic relief because the shit was getting bleak. Even when she was walking away, they were playing that whimsical music, people were still getting shot. <laughs> In the oh head. yeah, yeah, that's right. If, you, if so, basically, we didn't talk about this yet. Like, so basically, if you don't, if you don't cut the um, cut the cut out the shape um correctly, if, if you if you break just one little piece of the shape, then you get shot in the head. Yeah, you get shot in the head, and or if you don't com complete it in time, whoever's not done the time, you just get shot in the head. So, mm -hmm. so she gives the letter to the the gangster. He finishes in time. Uh, meanwhile, our boy Gi Hoon, he over there stressing because he's like, I can't do this. So he's sweating like anybody would. Mm. So he finds out that the sweat 
is making it easier to carve up the shape. So what's he start doing? He starts licking the hell out that motherfucker. And then everybody starts doing. They're like, wait, this actually works because of the um, I guess the um, the liquid like it's so it's because it softens up the, you know the the, the outer shell. Like yeah. The, the outlining of the of the cookie so everybody does that so everybody passes the gang passes because he cheats um the old man passed because he saw that gihun was licking it and then our main character he he passes and they pass with just i think three seconds left yeah <laughs> and, and when that time it hit zero everybody boy didn't they, finish they all died and then one dude, he had broke, like, he was hiding his cookie. And they find, come find out that the umbrella was, uh, he broke the umbrella. So he takes one of the dude's hostages. And then he tells, he takes the dude hostage, takes a gun. Then he tells him to unmask, which this surprised me, man. That, like, when the dude, when the kid, when the man unmasked, we come to find out he's just an 18-year-old kid. So the... Mm-hmm. So the front man, so the, the game master comes in the front man and he just says, and he just says, oh, like he shoot, he shoots the player that lost. And he says, I gave y'all motherfuckers one rule. He says, if they see, if the player sees your face, you dead. And he shoots him. He shoots the kids dead in the head, cold blooded. This, this front man is cold blood. Everybody, everybody. That's either a, a PlayStation piece or the front man. They just cold blood. They they kill on a whim. Mm. So so that so after that, we um we find out that everybody um that like um that episode ends with with the front man killing the main carry um killing one of the PlayStation men. Yeah. That, then we go to the next episode. Game Master, the Game Master um, was very terrifying to me in the beginning. Oh, yeah. He he, he was cold-blooded. Yeah. He was scary as hell. And I'm going to combine episode four and five because they kind of go they kind of go together. Yeah. Episode three, basically, the game is... Um, episode three, the game is, when, um, basically, is um, basically when the lights turn off, like, they... Um, oh, no, wait. So what happens is... Um, so I think what happens is the way that the, that that the um the third quote unquote game starts off is that they are given they are given uh, f- um food and drink which first of all they shitty for the type of food that they give them. Oh my god, that that food looks, looks horrible. <laughs> like I think in this game, then they give them like a piece of bread and some soda or water or whatever. Then they gave them like a like an egg. And like oh yeah oh yeah they gave me an <laughs> egg and like some and some water so what happened was they there wasn't enough food well people started getting seconds and there wasn't enough food but they did that on purpose because we find out that, yeah, the after, that they all had to kill everybody <laughs> yeah like like um once once the gangster kills a dude because right so the dude was said like hey I didn't get my egg and my water I mean this food sucks but it's food so after he confronts the gangster he like the gangster legit just kills him he kicks him to death he stomps him to death and when they find out that he's dead lo and behold 
that piggy bank come down and they see some of that money drop in and oh then <laughs> and then they say and then they don't even say the next game starts they just turn off the lights and then people just start killing each other this one team started being formed all the main characters the people we like like um gihun songwoo the old ali. man ali and the um and the girl and the girl and the pickpocket they form a team um um the gangster and the horny chick they form an alliance with other people because we in this episode they have either this episode or the episode before they had sex and she said promise you won't betray me baby because if you will i will kill you (laughs) Mm -hmm. so they formed that alliance and this episode right here people were just dying left and right like you said the beginning of the podcast right uh, beginning of the review this shaking everybody (laughs) this motherfucker just loves shaking people and then so then everybody tries to go so everybody tries to go for you know Gihun, like our main characters, but I, this man Ali, strong as motherfucker, let me tell you, he picks up a metal support beam with one hand <laughs> backing people up. So, yeah. So right when they're about to corner people, right when they're about to corner our main, our main, our main, our, our group of our, 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 the group of our main cast, somehow. This old man climbs up the top of one of these beds and he says, please stop. I just want to go home. And for, for some odd reason, that's when the game ends. We're going to come back to a, to a lot of these things that's happening in these yeah. games. So that, hap- so that happens. And during all of, the, during all of this, um, during all of this, um, Oh dang! What? Um, during all of this, they find out that everybody that died, they the money flows into the piggy bank. So that was the end of that game. That was the end of that game. Mm-hmm. And then I think um, we go the next game. This this game ends on a cliffhanger. It's a tug of war game, which this shit would have been i would have been scared shitless <laughs> <laughs> tug of war yes tug of war yeah it was tug of war tug of war was the next game so everybody gets their teams together they draw numbers you draw numbers and they call two numbers and whatever two numbers they call that's who you're going against so the two teams that we're meant to focus on was the gangster and the horny chick working together as a team with another with a bunch of strong dudes and then our group with Gihun and everybody else that we love. And then this is when um um the gangster and the horny chick they 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 break up. Yeah, they break but, up. Yeah, because, because um because uh the gangster he needed like some people who are strong. So you know he saw her as weak. So so she just said, All right, fine, I'm gonna defect and go to this other team. Which um which lo and behold, she goes to the team. <laughs> She goes to Gihun's team because nobody yeah. else wanted her ass. So it's the main characters, like the main cast of people that we love, plus the horny chick, and um some religious dude who was getting on my fucking nerve. Oh yeah, because he because he almost got him killed. But I will say this though, he did he did bring up some points. He did bring up some. 
I think yeah. what I did like about this show, I'm sorry if we're getting off topic, but one yeah. one thing I did like about this show is like how some people are so blinded by religion. I did like that. I did like how it shows that there's some religious people that will do heinous things, but say, but say it's in the name of their religion. So I did like that. I did yeah. love that. So we, so um, the gangster and his team, they just, they just easily win. They match a tug of war, which is the scariest shit. Just imagine a roller coaster. You know how a roller coaster is? How you go to the very tippy top and then you go back down. So just imagine the anxiety of having to ride a ten-story elevator to the very top, and just to know that this could possibly be the last moments before you fall to your death. Yeah. Uh... They use a whole blue screen, of course, for that, for that. But I gotta say, like the they, it looks very realistic when they were on the on the um, on that bridge. Yeah. Um, until like, of course, when they show the bottom, I'm like, okay, that's clearly CGI. <laughs> but um, but when they all fell, like one of them had like the brains out or whatever. Yeah, man, it, it, it's it's just, so yeah. So the gangsters team, they just they win. They game tug war easily, and people died. And like the team fell to their death. So what they do is they leave you hanging by the rope for a little bit, then they cut the rope. That, that's some asshole shit right there. Yeah. So, so and Yihun's team, like the old man, like knew way too had, you know, he said that he was talking about his um experience in Tug of War and how it's really not about, about strength, it's about you know, you really got it's about strategy. About which, I thought, oh, okay. Which that that was pretty cool because they because even though they were the weaker team, it it was working. But what happens is they start losing. So Song Wu was like, I got an idea. Everybody like, yeah, what like oh then then Gi Hoon was like, Oh yeah, yeah, we gotta listen to him. He he has a smart idea. He said I, he <laughs> Yeah, said, he was he was kissing up to to Sang Wu like the whole the whole series, like this guy graduated. He he said that I think like three or four times, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and it was funny because what was his solution when they started losing? He said, everybody just loosen up and then just, like just go for just go forward. So then the horn chick like, bitch, what the fuck? You I ain't going forward. What the hell? <laughs> that's realistic because that's what it would be like in that situation. Yeah, <laughs> I, I ain't I would look I didn't agree with a lot of stuff the horny chick did, but I agree with them like nigga, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> so so they say so they say um so what it does like i said this this show does a great job so right when they agree to all go forward on three the episode stops (laughs) the episode stops it's like goddamn so episode five so episode five is a continuation of it and we find out that moving forward actually worked because it tripped the other team up and then they started pulling, and they won tug of war despite having the weaker team. So then they fall to their deaths. So then we find out, like, so then like they bring the the coffins or the the boxes out to get all the dead bodies up. Which I, I'm sorry, that that job was suck. You that's oh these, that job was suck, having to clean up all these dead bodies, all these dead mangled bodies. So they do that, and then we find out that um oh yeah we forgot to mention the doctor from yeah i was about to from, say like the doctor 
I don't remember what. So what was the doctor do, doing? I need to. So he was getting like liver and hearts and stuff like. Yeah, like so basically what the doctor was doing, he made an alliance with these with these um with the place soldiers. Yeah, he made a, a group with them. If you guys if if you guys tell me what the next game is, I will help you take out these body parts because you know he's a doctor, he's probably the only person that can do it intact, and you guys can sell them to the black market. So while all that's go- so while all that's going on, but um, while all that's going on, like this whole episode just re- revolving around him, because I don't think I don't think there was another game, right? Um, there was um, there was the there was the Marvel game, and then there was uh, let's see, there was the Marvel game. Then you had no. The Marble Game is episode uh, six. Yeah, um, Ganbu. Ganbu is, is is the Marble Game, but we we gonna get to that. So this whole episode it just revolves around the cop snooping around because the cop had killed a dude and took his PlayStation outfit earlier in the seat earlier earlier in the oh, episode, yeah, right? Like in the second episode, so or third episode. So he's snooping around trying to find his brother. So then we come to find out. The one of the people that he that like the dude that he killed, he was actually part of that group that was getting organs together, like right. that was that was um taking the organs to the black market. So while he while he goes there, um like everybody is tense in that room. So he's being taken to uh, to like um to deliver the organs with somebody else. So then so then before that happens, he tells. Like before that happens, he um confronts the dude with the with the gun, and the dude just like saying, "Man, look, I don't know, I don't know." Then we come to find out that um <laughs> that 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 um he heard that there was somebody that was still alive that they were getting organs from. They said, "Oh no, it was no 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 no, it was the man. It was a woman." And come to find out that they did unthinkable things to that dead woman's body when when they asked, "How do you know there's a woman?" We find out what they did to that dead woman's body. Oh. Nasty. Nasty as hell. Mm-hmm. So, so then after he gets the information, of course, after the things that he told him that they did, that the Hannes actually did that dead woman, he said, yeah, you got to get catch a bullet in the head, son. <laughs> yeah. So while that's going on, the doctor, he's going crazy because they, they don't know what the next game is. And he's like, what's the next game? So and they don't know. They don't know, so he goes crazy, takes one dude hostage, stabs the dude, stabs the dude, and like I think he like stabs the dude and kills one of the PlayStation men. And then the then the other one's chasing them. So they chase him to the place where they did honeycomb. And oh, the dude yeah. and the dude he is saying, We'll get through this. I'll find out the next camera, but you gotta chill, but you gotta you gotta chill out, man. So then what happens? Who is it, who we confront? Who were they both confronted by? The front man and some PlayStation, some play and, and them, them workers. So the workers, they just straight up kill that dude. Yeah, and, with machine guns, right? Yeah, with machine guns. And then they kill the doctor. And then yeah. the, and then he said, You before he kills him, he said, You broke the number one rule. I made this game for it to be fair. <laughs> and then he kills him. Yeah. That's so, like the only moral compass the game the game master had. Yes, and 
And the way that this episode ends is that once the um once the dude once the the, um, the worker had told the cop um, about where where the um, front man keeps the winners of the game, we guess what we find out, y'all. We find out that his brother was actually a winner of the game. So and still probably on this island. So when we find out the information, we go to episode six of Gambu. This is the famous Marvel episode that everybody is talking about. Yeah, because there's, I gotta say that one really tore me up inside, Jason. Because when I was watching that movie, when I was watching that episode, I'm like, God damn, Jason, we better, we got, we need to stay straight. We need to stay straight because I do not want to be in a situation like this with you. <laughs> Yeah, man. Oh my God, that really tore me up. I'm not gonna lie. So this this episode is based around um playing a game of marbles with a teammate. But the way that they start this episode off, they tell you to pick, they tell you to pick um to choose partners. So everybody choosing their partners, Ali and Song Wu get together. Um, the old man. Which we find out that the old man is pissing himself now, so like his condition's getting worse. Yeah, he's having dementia, and yeah, he's having dementia and all that. So, um, Gi Hoon has no choice but to, but to be with Han. And then I forgot. So then we, um, then they introduced that that new character who was part of the um, Tokyo War game. Uh, yeah, that other yeah, we, girl with the red hair. Yeah, we've got to mention her. She, she was like j- just a character they threw in there because they needed another, like she had nobody. So they said, all right, you come with us. So her and the pickpocket form an alliance together. Mm-hmm. So and then then um the gangster, he goes with one of his henchmen. So everybody gets somebody but the horny chick. <laughs> the horny <laughs> chick, the horny chick begging, like, no, please stop. I I, I can be good, baby. So they and take we, her. And we forgot to mention the reason why um, she didn't have a partner was because because the doctor died. They didn't have they only had an odd number of people, so they couldn't put her in the game. <laughs> yeah. And while they're going to the and while they're going to the game, they show they string up the dead bodies of of um of the workers and the doctor. And they said, this is what ha- see we can we brought y'all here to have a fair shot at money. And this is what happens when you don't play by the rules, which was symbolism, which is symbolism to how the real world works. Yeah, because the, because teachers are always teachers are always going to get outed, no matter and what you're always going to get out eventually. Mm-hmm. So then we find so then they go to the room and then they give them a burlap. They give both players a burlap sack. And then they say, "Oh, it's like, oh, we're gonna play some marbles. This can, this is gonna be fun." And then everybody's mood changes. Say, "Yeah, you got to, you're playing marbles against each other. And whoever is has all twenty marbles at the end, or has the most marbles at the end, they win, and the player is eliminated. AKA, we all know that means die. So, man, this episode right here, man, man." Oh man! So we we are focusing on the gangster Gihun, the old man Ali and Sang Songwoo, and the pickpocket and the nuke chick. So we going through this old man suffering dementia the whole time. 
So Gi Hoon, he's just like he would been just like me, like, man, I gotta, I got I gotta use it to my advantage. So when he finally gets the old man to play. They play, I guess, a simple marble game where you gotta guess. You gotta guess what if the, um, marbles, the number of marbles is even or odd. Yeah, which mostly everybody played. But I, I guess that's how you normally play marbles in Korea, I guess. So they do that. And then <laughs> so Song Wu's about I mean, so Song Wu's doing that. Song Wu's losing to Ali. Ali's like, I won't do this, man. <laughs> like Ali's on the verge of tears. You feel bad for him because he really feel like he made friends and he don't want to lose a friend. So Ali's beating Song Wu. The old man was beating Gi Hoon until the old man's dementia started kicking in. And so, I ain't gonna lie, Robbie. I would have did exactly what Gi Hoon did, man. <laughs> I probably would have too. I ain't gonna lie, cause he started slipping up because like Gi Hoon's on his last marble, and like it was a one, it was like three marbles left. He, he had to put all his marbles, and he said, "Odd." And then he said, "Oh, what did I say?" He said, "You said even." And at that point, like man. You gotta do blame it. <laughs> you gotta, for that. I really can't. You gotta do it, man. I would do the same thing. So then we going through that. Then the the pickpocket and the girl, they cut to them. They just talk and they said they're going to play their final game until time is up. So we learn about the we we learn about the the girl, how her father beat her when she was younger and then killed her mother all in the name of religion. So she basically says she has nothing to go back to. Then we, then we, um, when she asked uh, the pickpocket her reasons for this game, they just reiterate what she wants to do, bring her family back together. So then, so then they kind of give us like, damn, we kind of want both of these people to come out. We go to the gangster. We just want the gangster to fucking die. <laughs> At this point, yeah. we're like, like, look, so then he losing his game. He losing his game, but then he finds a loophole says that I want to change the game. So they change the game where yeah. they got to throw their marbles in the hole. So just to fast forward, Gihun is winning. Gihun's starting to come back. Old man's on his last marble. And the old man, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, this shit, this shit was funny. He says, oh, looks like I have one marble left. And I was like, oh, no. Uh-oh. And then he said, you, you got to play the game fair and square. He's like, oh, kind of like how you took how you took advantage of an old man with dementia. And then you <laughs> who had that look like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but the old that surprised, man. I'm not going to lie. That kind of surprised me a little bit when I was like, wait. Because <laughs> And the thing is, the, the way d- dementia was, was um was um depicted that's exactly how how dementia is yeah. like it, it didn't feel fake at all like when i found when he, when i found out that you know he knew that jihon was um taking advantage of him the whole time i was like oh no he actually knew the whole time but come to find out that he just said i'm gonna still give you my marbles because you you have a better chance than i do so so he does that then we cut to Ali and Song Wu. And Song Wu, he's a sore loser, but he 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 cons Ali, my our boy Ali, out of his marbles. He said, yeah. when he's about to lose, he said, wait, 
there's a way that we can still win. We can both come out of this winning. And then, of course, he asked him, he says, now what we got to do, we just have to make sure that we have our marbles by the end. So I just need you to go around and collect other players' marbles. So when he does that, he takes Ali's bag. Well, no. They, he, he swapped the bags and he didn't. With he some goddamn pebbles. With some goddamn pebbles. Oh, I hate that nigga song. Woo. I hate that nigga. So. Yeah. I didn't feel, yeah, I, I had no sympathy for Song Wu at all in this whole series, to be honest. But so we, so when the games and the gangster, he wins his game and the dude tries to run, he gets shot down. Mm-hmm. The girl, they, they decided that their game was going to be whoever can get the marble closest to the wall, they win. So the pickpocket, she gets her marble kind of close. And then the one girl, she just gives up. She just said, look, she threw. She barely threw it. She said, "Look, you have something to you go didn't even back throw to." Throw it. I think she just like dropped it. She dropped it. She looked. Yeah. <laughs> I got some. You got something to go back to. I got nothing. So just make sure. So just make sure to take care of your family. So she sacrificed herself, which was I thought was pretty noble. I yeah. thought I thought was noble as hell. Then we found out that Gihun. He takes the old man's offer and takes all of his marbles. They off the old man Ali. He gets conned trying to find Song Wu. Song Wu's already left the entrance. He opens his bag. He sees the marbles. And then he gets shot. And that's how the episode ends. And for all of you motherfuckers that say, no, I look, I love Ali too. But y'all like, no, Ali's still alive. It showed the they wanted to tell you just to make sure that you know y'all know he did. Who's body did it show at the beginning of the next episode? His. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> it showed his body with yeah. I think the, in a way the the show the the um the creator he was telling us he was um tell um showing us like he was showing he was basically t- um sending us a message of like yeah this is how it goes down I'm not there aren't we're not changing anything we're not bringing people back from the dead <laughs> he said look this ain't this ain't Marvel or DC this motherfucker dead he got a bullet hole in his head this motherfucker is dead <laughs> so. Then um then that the that episode ends ends in that one. Then we find out like this episode's the last second uh, we have three more episodes. This episode called VIPs. And oh yeah, when the um when the VIPs like peace, come uh, to the uh, the people behind the games, they come to the island to witness the end of these games. I don't yeah, know why they three ch- games, I think, right? I think yeah. there's like three games left. Well, it's two. It is it's totally two. But yeah, they, yeah, they come back and they have these weird gold masks. One of them is a, uh, one of them is is gay and is trying to like take advantage of one of the waiters who's disguised. We don't get that. We yeah. don't get to that. So the next, so this episode just focuses on one game, and it is a game where, up to this point, they said that. Well, up to this point, they say everybody had a fair shot, but what they did in this game was fucked up. So everybody chooses a number. So. Everybody choose a number. Gilhoon is one of the last to change his number. So then he's about to choose number one. But then this dude was like, but then this dude was like, look, I've been a coward all my life. I want to be able to choose how I die. So he chooses one. So Gilhoon chooses the last number. We get to the game and come to find out it's a game where they have plexi. They have two types of. Oh, yeah. 
it's that a was plat- all, that was one of my favorite games, honestly. <laughs> it's a platform with glass, with two types of glass, plexiglass and normal glass. So the normal glass was strong enough to hold two people. The plexiglass, if you if you if you um step on it, you fall through it to your death. <laughs> so they like so that they basically say we go y'all are going in the order in which y'all drew. So <laughs> So the dude that took number one from Gihoon, he fucked himself. Oh I've kind of felt bad because he fucked himself. Oh my god! And, and ironically, Gihoon was the just conveniently he had the last one. Yeah, so he was the last one to go, so he could see everyone else. So at this point, people started dropping like flies. People started pushing people through glass. Yeah. I, uh... Which 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 the religious dude? He was oh, he was holding people up. He almost got everyone killed. Yeah, then he's pushed somebody down. But before before we go to that, we got to talk about the aftermath of the Marvel episode. A lot of people were fucked up. One dude straight up committed suicide because he had a. These games are so fucked up. It pitted him against his own wife. So after he killed his wife, he committed suicide. So his money went to the pot. So, yeah, so moving forward, everybody's just pushing people. So we are left with um, the gangster, <laughs> the horny chick. Sang-woo, the old, Sang-woo Gi-ha, uh, Gi-hoon, uh, the girl. And the, the, um, the, and pickpocket. the pickpocket. And, yeah. and, and one other person. We're going to talk about this other person later on. Yeah. Like later on in this game, so so this gangster he's a straight up coward. Like the the horn chip, um, the horny shit. Like you a fucking coward. He said, "Let me go in front of you." So he says, "Oh, oh shit, this bitch serious." Okay, cool, you can go ahead. But she said, but what she does, she gets a hold of him and she says, "Now you." <laughs> yeah, she she got the death grip on him. She says, "Yeah, so remember when I said you betray me." I'm a kid. I was gonna kill you. I meant you that serious. shit. I meant that shit. And boy, her final words to his man. This is the these are two words. These are this is a sense you never want to hear as a man, as your dying words. She said she basically said, That's why your dick was small. And she basically commits suicide by murdering this man by by, by launching them both off the platform, and they both die. So, that honestly was the perfect way for the, for them to um for that um for that for the um for their character that was the perfect ending for those two characters too it's yeah. ironic they like they 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 um they seldom they um they were going to work together they were going to work together um <laughs> and then they end up actually dying together after they after they broke up yeah so after that death we left with this uh Four people, Gihon, Songwoo, the pickpocket, and this other dude. And come to find out, like after the pickup, after what's your name, and the gangster died, they don't, they don't, they don't have nobody else to go in front. So then we find out that the the last dude remaining with them was a glass maker. <laughs> so then they, and then they asked them, "Wait, you a glass maker? Why the fuck you not? Why, why the fuck you not? Uh, saying speak up to begin with, like." I wasn't gonna help out these motherfuckers. I did not like them like that. 
So then he's able to tell the glass, and they get to the last one. But this is when I said this game was bullshit, and these VIPs are cheaters because they said everybody had a fair chance. But when the glass maker was figuring the shit out, what do they do, Robbie? They turn off the fucking lights. So now, yeah, because the, the the glass maker, the reason why he was able to tell, like which uh, with the reflect, know, like the reflection yeah. from from the glass. Yeah, with the light, and so when they turn the lights off, he couldn't see. So he's like, wait, maybe I could test the sound. And then, of course, Gihun had um had, had that one marble, that one marble from the old man. Yeah, the one marble from the old man. So the, the glass maker, he threw it, he threw it at the at the glass, and made a sound. But he said, I need another one because I need to hear the the sound from the other glass. He says, um, that was the only one I had. So then the dude, he panicked like. I don't oh, know shoot, where, like, where we're gonna go. I don't know where I don't know where we're gonna go. <laughs> so woo, but he he came up behind this man so creepy, like I don't know where where you I don't know where you gonna um I, I don't know where we gonna go, but I know where you gonna go. And he so legit, just pushes him. <laughs> and he legit pushes his ass off. <laughs> of course, Gee Hoon's like, no, this motherfucker did not just do that. <laughs> So then they find that so with you know with it be down to the last two last two um pairs of sets of glass, the one that is not did not have a human body crashing through it was the right one. Yeah. So after they all get through at the last minute, Gihon, Songwoo, and the, the pickpocket. The last three people. The, the last, last three people. <laughs> like we down to the last three. These VIPs, since they want to be all fancy, they blow up all the glass. I'm like, wow, y'all some assholes. And then the glass shards, like, were flying everywhere, and it was cutting them up. Yeah. So, then we come to realize in the next episode that the pickpocket got um got, got a huge, like, yeah, huge, huge, like, shard of glass that just kind of that went in through her abdomen. So she... So at that moment, that's when you kind of, we both kind of, we all kind of knew, yeah, she ain't going to make it. Yeah. But also in that VIP episode, we kind of find out that the, that the, um, that the cop, um, stole one of the, the waiter's, um, mask and he disguised himself. And then this shit was so, I was so scared for this cop. I honestly (laughs) wasn't because the cop, uh, I mean, he's a cop with a gun. But still, I just I forgot it. Fine. <laughs> no, I just forgot about it just because of how creepy this dude was. This this gay ass gay ass old VIP has said, "I'm going to have my own fun since both of my contestants died." So he takes the cop. He says, "Start saying something like, your eyes are too pretty to be hiding behind a mask, and if you can satisfy me for five minutes." I will I will change your life. So he's basically about to face fuck this cop. <laughs> he's basically about to yeah. face he's basically about to face fuck this cop. So the cop, he grabs the dude's balls. And then pulls out a gun and said, if you can make it worth my while, I'll let you, I'll let no. you live. <laughs> no, no, he basically, yeah, he, he basically said, if you can satisfy me for five minutes by telling me everything about these games, I will let you live. So he sings like a canary, but that happened early in the episode. We got ahead of ourselves. So that episode ends. Then the, the second last episode is called Front Man, where basically we are focusing on the cop. We're focusing on the cop um, trying to get off the island to um, 
finds a signal which has to be the world's most strongest battery (laughs) 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 to find to find a signal on a remote island and i guess he has some a1 some a1 cell phone service because i ain't seen no cell phone towers yeah so he goes to an island the front man chases him they are confront the front man confronts him kind of find out i mean it's, it was kind of obvious at this point the front man turned yeah, I out think, yeah ahead. yeah the front man it, it turned out to be his brother i kind of figured that throughout like the second third episode like once we found once we realized that his brother was still alive or he was a winner i like he he's behind some of this he's got to be behind some of this yeah I thought that he was gonna he was gonna he was gonna end up being one of the PlayStation soldiers. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so he confronts his brother on the mountain. Then the front man shoots his brother in the shoulder and the brother falls up. Me personally, I think he's still alive because you know I don't know, Jason. I mean, you never know. There could have been rocks down there that he could have fell on top of. No, nah, no, nah, it you heard a splash. You heard a splash. Oh well, yeah, he, he did go in the water, but I don't and know. Then, I mean, he's in the in the island out in the middle of the ocean. Robbie, come on now, you uh, you are, you a comic book fan, and it's, and you watch plenty of movies and TV shows. You know, if we don't see a dead body, there's a possibility they're still alive. And it it just ended too abruptly. That 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 plot line it ended too abruptly. But we go to we go back to our final three contestants, where they said where they basically said, well, since we're rewarding you guys with a steak dinner, which that steak looked nasty because it looked like it was rare. It didn't look mean. <laughs> that shit looked rare. It didn't even look that real to me. It looked yeah. like they, they just dipped it in some water and just put yeah. it on the plate. <laughs> Boy, a little less than white people made that steak. Sorry, <laughs> white people. But... <laughs> no but, Yeah, like no seasoning whatsoever. So... <laughs> After they eat the steak, the girl, everybody eats their steak, but the girl, she eats half a steak. And she we find because she didn't have the strength to eat. Yeah, she that has to really suck that when you have an injury that bad that you don't even have the strength to eat. Yeah. So mm. we come to so they leave them, they purposely leave them steak knives because they like they want them to kill one of the people because these VIPs are fucked up like that. So we go back to the room. We, we go back to the room that they were in and like um Gi-hoon, like he came up to the girl talking about i'm not going like she was like oh she's about to kill him. i'm not going to kill you like look he basically tells her look i just want look maybe we can find a way for both of us to win but we got to kill that motherfucker right there then they talk about song at this point Gi-hoon, he is already mad he's already mad about about Song Wu and all the shit that he did up to this point, because he's put two and two together. So like, you know, we gotta kill him. So while this girl she losing consciousness, the um Gihun tries to get help, but when he try, when they finally open the door, they bring one of them boxes. Come to find out, come to find Sang-woo out, Sang Wu killed her. But Sang Wu had did have a point in the next episode because he was like, I mean, she was gonna die anyway. I'm like. I, I wanted to hate him for that. Like, God damn it, he is right. <laughs> he yeah, did I mean, because she was bleeding out, and he did <laughs> end her suffering. He yeah. did do that. Yeah, so I, damn it, this motherfucker was right. So 
we get to the last episode, which is which was is um the last episode is called One Lucky Day. And the final game, what was the final game, Robbie? Of course it had to be symbolic. The final yeah, game. The titular, it was actually called the squid, squid game. game. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the game that they introduced to us at the very beginning. And yeah. man, I ain't gonna lie, man. This I was so I was on the edge of my seat because I knew the thing. I, I kind of figured when we sang Woo, but like the way it was just going, like, man, I don't know what's going to happen. So in the end, Sung Woo is about to cross the. I would, I would describe the game, but the game is kind of complicated. Yeah. It's, I think like the rules of the game is that, <clears throat> is that you have someone who's on, you have the attacker and then you got the defender. The attacker um, has to like, has to like kind of um he has to cross a point he basically has to go go around the outline and then at that on one leg and then at that point he's able to he has to get past the he has to get past the defender which was song Wu was the defender and um ji ji hoon was the was the attacker and man that was that was a brutal fight between those two it really was like they the the rule is that the attacker has to like push him out of the out of a triangle or something by any means. Yeah, and so no, the, no, the defender has to push him out to win. The defender has to push him out. the The attacker just has to get across that line. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, yeah, it was a, yeah, yeah. Then, I couldn't. And then, was, and y'all don't expect no fancy choreographed fight this was a dragon <laughs> this was a a brawl this was an all-out brawl between these two they were getting they were shanking each other oh my god they were punching and kicking each other so gihun after he stabbed song woo and then song woo is about to like he's there and then he's about to cross the line and he looks back and he sees that song as soon as he crosses that line that line, Song Wu was gonna be executed. So he goes back and then he tells he tells the, the worker. So I want to enact rule number three. I want to basically if both of us if majority wants to quit the game, we quit the game. But Song Wu, he brings he tells him like, man, look, you so you just too damn nice. And this is probably the nicest thing that Song Wu did. He actually commit suicide in order for Gihun to win the game. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, I hate this dude, but I kind of feel bad for him because I still thought about all the things that he was going through at the time and then his mom. So, yeah. That's really what the theme of this series was. The theory of, the, well, at least for this first season, the theme is humanity. Yeah, you know, he, he actually, you know, even though he did some terrible things, in a way, he made a big sacrifice that that ex that conveys like um, how um, you know that there that it, he actually proved that he actually he at least had some good in his heart because he yeah yeah it it, it was it was a sad moment but like all right Gihun won so he he wins <laughs> they basically dump his ass out like a piece of trash yeah. <laughs> on the on the street. Then he goes back home. Like we think, man, his life gonna get better. Come to find out, the whole reason that that he went there, his mom, 
who was dying of diabetes. We forgot to mention that. Yeah, enough. and she actually did. She actually did die of um, diabetes. She and... died of diabetes. So then it just, it's time has passed. It's like a year later, I think. Gihun, he's still living like a bum. He looks. Because he's just completely, he's, com- let me tell y'all something. He, after everything he went through, he's just completely just traumatized by everything. He just doesn't. Even though, like, he won the money, he got what he wanted. He but... never touched it. He never touched that money in that whole year. So then we go to the bank. Like, he goes to the bank, and the and the dude, like, had called him to the bank and said, yeah, so you haven't touched none of your money. Because, <laughs> I mean, the fact that it took him a whole year just to process everything, like, man, like, because did they even mention that he, that he saw his daughter? I don't think he saw his daughter. No, I don't, I don't think he, they mentioned that he saw his daughter or anything. I'm pretty sure by that time his daughter already went to America because she was. Yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. Because um, she was going, she was moving to America with the with the stepdaddy and the mom. Yeah. So after that happened, like like after he goes to the bank, this man he it's like he forgot he won money because he legit asked the dude, "Can I borrow ten thousand won?" And the dude say, "Yeah, sure." So he takes the ten thousand won. He goes get this weird ass haircut. He looked like a member of BTS after getting this haircut. Oh no! Wait, before before we get to that, we gotta get the creator of the game. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! So so after that, he um. So yeah, no, didn't he? Get, I thought he got the haircut then, didn't he? No, 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 no. I remember because he still looked like a bum when he actually when. He oh was, yeah. Because so, remember, it was after he got the ten thousand one. Then he went, he went to, to the, the yeah or, yeah he went to like a beach or a lake or whatever. So then so then somebody uh a, a lady asked him if he wants to buy some flowers. He's like, you know what? I'll buy a flower. Fuck it. I, <laughs> I, a note is attached to this flower, and it's saying, "Meet me at this location at this time." So he goes there, and y'all. Guess who the fuck we see when he gets to that tower? We see that old fucking man. <laughs> and the moment yeah. we the moment we see this old man, I was like, "Wow, I was right." <laughs> I didn't think that. I didn't think that was true. But and god damn, when he's talking and then he's talking about him as a kid, and then like. Gihun asked him, like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about your childhood. Why the fuck you make these games? <laughs> <laughs> so then he finally tells him the reason. He says, you want to know the reason why I made these games? And it, but I ain't gonna lie. It was like, he took so long to get to the explanation. I legit wanted to, wanted to like, to smother him through the TV. <laughs> like, make sure get to the point. <laughs> If you don't get to the goddamn point, <laughs> he's like, he's like, that's what that basically that's what Gihon was doing. He was like, crap. I was like, explain, man, hurry up. <laughs> so they said, you know, me and my buddy, like, you know what, a person with no money and with a person with too much money have in common. He like, motherfucker, I don't care. Tell me. <laughs> he said, well. When you have no money, you when you have no money, you don't know what to do with it. 
and you have too much money, you don't have you don't you don't know what to do with all of the money. So you're just bored. So in so in the end, y'all, he did this because he was fucking bored. When I tell you, I wanted to smother him through the TV. <laughs> like you mean to tell me I had to watch all these people die because you were fucking bored? Because you were fucking ooh. And then he had the nerve to ask Gilhorn, let's play one more game, shall we? <laughs> I, I ain't going to lie. If I was Gilhorn, I'm like, yeah, we can play a game. Like, to the old man, asked, what would be the game? Be like, the game would be how long you can stay alive while I smother you with your hospital bed pillow. <laughs> but but <laughs> we go to the, the game is there's a homeless man outside. And the, looked just like him, actually. Yeah, who would who looked just like him? And he said, "If he can hold out till midnight, you will win." And I will. I forgot what the wager was. Oh, like the money. Yeah, he I'll like take all the money. He's like, I'll take all. If I win, I take all the money back. And if you win, I think it was you can kill me. <laughs> so the whole so the whole time, the whole time they just talking about morality and people. And then Gihun, he sees somebody, he sees somebody about um coming to the old man, and he says, somebody's coming. But then the person looked like the person takes something from the old man to like let the old man slump into the snow. <laughs> and then, like before his midnight, the person that actually, the person that actually like passed the old man, actually stopped to see the old man. Kind of found out they actually are decent people and they got the cops to come help this old man out. And then right when that happened, the old man dies. Yeah. And then and then the last last words was, I hope you saw that. And then he leaves. So then some more time passes. Gihun's feeling himself better. He gets the BTS hairstyle. <laughs> yeah, which was so weird. I'm like, why did he? That has to be has to mean something. Why did he why did he choose that hairstyle? I have no idea. Maybe because he felt like he was free. I, I don't know. It just looked it looked horrible on him. Yeah, maybe it looked really bad. I was like, what what is well, come on, man? Maybe if the actor was younger, but he just looked bad. It looked bad. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to the <laughs> We get to the very end. He's about to get on the airplane to see his daughter. No, but before that, he gets to the train. Oh no! Look, oh no! Like I'm saying, like like he goes to the airport to see his daughter. But he sees he sees the motherfucker who convinced him to join the Squid Games playing with an, another person. So he uh, he runs to go to the other person, and then that motherfucker's on the train just looking at him menacingly with a smile. So then he tells the dude, "Whatever you do, do not go." To do not call this fucking number. You go home and you act like you never played any any um docky. Go home. <laughs> the thing takes... about that though, Jason, is it's quite possible that that man who um he probably did. Huh? I I think I think he's probably one of the winners. But we're gonna but we're gonna go back yeah, to like no. I was gonna say like the guy that the um other guy who um Ji Hoon said said hey don't play this game or whatever it's quite possible that that duty duty was talking to it's probably he probably still owes some debt so he probably doesn't have a choice anyway because remember they had to sign like a contract or something yeah so 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 
then we get to the very end of the ep- of the episode in season one. Gihun takes the business card, calls the number, and they basically tell him, "Get on that plane, nigga. Don't no look. You you got the money. Just get on that plane. Don't fuck with us." And then, and then Gihun basically, Gihun basically pulls off a Liam Neeson says, "I will find you." <laughs> And I will kill you. you. (laughs) That's actually the perfect analogy. He pulls a Liam Neeson. (laughs) He pulls a Liam Neeson. And that's when the season ends. And I got to say, man, this is probably my second favorite Korean piece of art to come out. I still have not seen Parasite. I'm going to watch Parasite eventually. But Uh, yeah, same here. I know it won Best Picture a couple of years ago, so. But I put this right behind the man from nowhere. This was just so well paced and so well thought out. And like I I told you, they foreshadow a lot of things because I don't know if you realize this, Robbie, in the second episode, all of every death was foreshadowed. Every death was foreshadowed in in the second episode. Song Woo committing suicide, that was foreshadowed. Um, the pickpocket saying that she's going to slit that dude's throat if she double-crossed her. She got a throat slit. Ali being too nice was his downfall. Um, who else? The gangster dude jumping off of a bridge and which he fell to his death. Oh, so, yeah. Dang, you're right. All I didn't those, even realize that. All of those deaths were foreshadowed, which I love that. And then, I don't know if you noticed this, but the old man was never in danger. That, I mean, because he knew the rules of the game. He knew the rules of the game. A giveaway for me, like the first giveaway was like, this man too happy to be playing red light, green light when people die. <laughs> and then, yeah. but the dead, but the first dead giveaway was when he was got on top of the bed somehow. And when he said stop, the killing, like the riot just stopped. They said, okay, turn the lights back on. And also, people online were pointing out, I got to go back and watch it, but they said, if you look at the tug-of-war game, you know how everybody was handcuffed to the rope? If They told it, somebody had said online, if you look closely at the old man, he was the only one on that team that was not handcuffed to the rope. I did not know. God dang. (laughs) I did not even notice that. Yeah, so that, and then... um. Um, in that room where they're being held, the bed frames, they actually showed what the games were going to be, like on the walls. So, yeah, man, this, this was hey, really- I didn't even notice that. I was so focused on the characters. I didn't even think about, you know, um, I didn't even think about all the, like, the Easter eggs they just dropped. Yeah, man. So, look, kudos to this, man. This is my favorite show of this year i got it it's my favorite show of this year robbie i yeah. can't i can't think of anything else going to top it this is my favorite show and live action cowboy bebop might be my least favorite show this year but we're going to talk about that another time <laughs> but this show did such a great job mm-hmm. of just keeping you on the edge of your seat and having you think think about look at the world in a different light or the same like if you've you felt that before but it did such a great job so director i'm not going i don't know your name but if 
you, if this gets to you, you, I'm happy for you that you, your 10 hard, them 10 years of hard work finally paid off. I can't wait to see season two. And if I got to get high, you, Oh yeah, man. Let's give him. A, we got to give him a name drop. So we got to get. We got to give him a shout out. Yeah, so, so man, keep doing what you're doing. This is the best thing I've seen in a while. And if we had to give give it a rating, Robbie, this a this a this ten popcorn buckets, man. This ten popcorn buckets. Popcorn buckets. Ten so, popcorn. Oh, you're, doing, you're saying popcorn. Yeah. Yeah, I got to give it a 10 out of 10, 10 as well. And, you know, Jason, I normally don't give movies or TV shows 10 out of 10. I really don't because no movie or show is perfect. But I can't really I can't say anything wrong about this. I mean, it has a great message. You know, it's it's visual. It's done. It's done very. It's visually shot. The only thing is, the only thing I will say is that that was obviously CGI when some of when the people were falling to their deaths. Oh, yeah. That's like the only thing. Maybe that's like a that's a it's one nitpicky thing that's pretty much it but um but yeah the but the the rest of it i can't find anything wrong with it it's 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 fantastic you know i gotta give it 10 buckets out of 10 yeah man so just know y'all this is definitely worth you definitely need to bring the popcorn to this one because this shit right here it is amazing and i'm glad that we people are starting to be more more like they're being introduced more to foreign films because a lot of people don't know but a film that was like this that was really good is the japanese film battle royale and man this it just i felt when i saw battle royale i felt the same way i felt about this just amazing but yeah y'all 10 out of 10 go see it now this is our last segment. We're gonna we, we're gonna finish things off. Yeah, now, now Robbie, I we, we both know like we've known each other for about ten years now, right? I think about ten yep. years. Yeah. So we we both been comic book fans. We love Marvel. Mm. Well, like we we love the MCU, but we also deep down we love DC. We of love course. we love DC. And I grew D- up with DC. Yeah, and DC said, "Well, since you grew up with us." We're going to give you a virtual event. And what's that virtual event called, Robbie? DC Fandom. Man, <laughs> we have been waiting for DC Fandom months. Well, at least me and Robbie have. Because the thing is that they finally showed me waiting for. We're going to talk about a few things just real quick. Like that Batman trailer. Mm, We're going to have to start with that. I know that was the last thing that showed at DC Fandom. That's what everyone's been waiting for. But. I mean, it goes without saying, we got to talk about it. Man, we got to talk about the trailer. Matt Reeves, you have the opportunity to give us the greatest Batman film ever. Now, wait, before y'all say anything, I know The Dark Knight was good. The Dark Knight was great. Mm-hmm. But Christian Bale was not a detective. This movie right here is promising that Robert Pattinson's Batman is going to be a detective, something that us Batman fans have been waiting for. And this movie just looked like it's well shot. It looks amazing. It just looks amazing. Batman, is that dude, man, he's one of the best cinematographers in the world right now. Bat, um, Robert Pattinson's Batman look, 
y'all been sullied by twilight i never saw twilight so <laughs> so i'm just seeing it's robert, bad <laughs> so so i'm just seeing robert pattinson as batman and man this man looks menacing this mm-hmm. man this man looks absolutely terrifying <laughs> Like man, it's like y'all got to see this trailer. It's just one the the scene that sold me is him as Batman. It's a hallway scene, and y'all know ever since there since Daredevil, I love me some hallways. I love me some hallway fight scenes, mm-hmm. man. And then Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon, I like because I love Jeffrey Wright. Andy Circus, if you know from my from my Venom review, Andy Circus is one of my favorite people in Hollywood because he just looks like he just likes to have fun. Yeah. He does all kinds of stuff, and he's clearly a fan of like fantastical, fantastical projects. I mean, he, he, um, he's what we call the um, what is it called, the um, Mister Motion Capture, <laughs> because he's he's like the ultimate consultant. That if you're like anyone who's trying to do like some big like CG like CG movies that require CGI, like whether it's Godzilla or you know whatever, that's the guy you want to go to because he's the king of motion capture. I mean, Basically. you've seen Planet, Planet of the Apes, the last trilogy that, ironically, Matt Reeves directed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's like, amazing. This man is a, is a savant when it comes to CGI, to CGI movies, like heavy CGI movies. But yeah, Andy Serkis as Alfred Pennyworth. Alfred Pennyworth, I love that. Colin Farrell as the Penguin. He looks amazing in the makeup. Who's playing the Riddler, Robbie? Uh, his name is Paul Dano. I haven't seen too many movies with him in it. I think he was in that movie, um, the girl, uh, the girl next door. Oh I yeah, think, I think that's what I remember him from. From let yeah. me see. I gotta uh, give me one second. Let's see. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that that's the. Um, yeah, he was. He played some guy named Clitz. Yeah. So he looks. He looks great. As the Riddler, and look, I love Jim Carrey. I love y'all. I love Jim Carrey, but he was not a good Riddler. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, that's not the Riddler. The, I'm sorry. Those you, yeah, those of you who have seen Batman Forever and say, "Oh yeah, Jim Carrey, Carrey was great." Let, why don't I think someone suggested that Chris Tucker, Tucker could be a good Riddler in the Dark Knight trilogy? Y'all just like, no, stop, y'all. The Riddler, <laughs> he is charismatic and sadistic he's basically the joker but with riddles <laughs> and he's not quite as insane he doesn't like blow up he just does he doesn't just blow up buildings he he everything is a, everything is a game to him and for this universe for matt reeves batman it the riddler is the first is the perfect villain for um to be the perfect first villain for this series because you know his you know his character like just meshes so well with this with this film noir type of you know take on batman so i'm really i'm all for it and i've been waiting to see the riddler for years since batman forever (laughs) i mean that that's that was 26 years ago man it's been 26 years since we've seen the riddler on the big screen well except for gotham gotham we ain't gonna talk about that (laughs) but i will say though gotham may not be a good show but that actor who plays the riddler was great yeah, the Riddler was great on that show. I will give, I'll give, I will give, yeah. give him that. I give it props, but yeah, but yeah, y'all, the Batman, March fourth, twenty twenty two, we gonna be there, and we gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. I'm pretty sure Robbie gonna be there, but we gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, man. Whew. Man, I also love, 
I, I love Zoe Kravitz. I think she looks great oh. as Zoe Kyle. Man, goddamn, Zoe Kravitz is so fine. <laughs> yeah. But yes. And they're and she and Robert Pattinson are friends too. So they got chem, they got really good chemistry. So, so, so I'm saying, Matt, Matt Reeves, you got a chance to go down to history to make the best Batman movie ever. Don't disappoint okay. me. I know you can't see my face, but this is the face of a black man asking. <laughs> give, give me the movie that I need. I need this movie. Now, on to other things. Now, Robert, you know that Batman is my favorite DC hero, but you know who my second favorite is? Come on, man. It's the it's the Scarlet Speedster, the man Flash. in red, the Flash. We finally got some footage. Well, some. I would say some because apparently, according to Ezra Miller, they didn't have the equipment to, <laughs> to film a trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was joking. He's like, hey, he said, hey, guys, so, you know, um, I'm glad that, what did he say? He said something like, um, you know, I'm disappointed that that um I didn't that um I don't get to see you guys, but that's because I'm not there or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but we yeah. get we got to see. Now I'm one, I'm just gonna briefly talk about this, but we got to see some clips of it. It seems that they're they're going to loosely adapt the flashpoint paradox um yeah. story arc which is cool but it seemed like it's new elements because i don't know it's like a it's like a like they're in the background but at the very end of the trailer when they see batman i think it's michael keaton's batman i'm pretty sure it is i mean he we, he hasn't been batman since 1992 i don't even think i was born yet <laughs> born yeah. yet yeah so that so obviously but, it has to be him because we've seen ben affleck before you know yeah but i think he is in this movie though right yeah, Ben Affleck. Yeah, they're both in the movie. Yeah. Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton are both in this movie, which will be the yeah. first time. This is actually a dream come true for me, Jason, because this is the very first time I get to see two different actors who have played Batman in one movie. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know if you saw it in that last shot, but we did actually see the soup the actress playing Supergirl in her costume behind. Ezra Miller's Flash, and then I think there was another Flash behind him who looked yeah. like who looked like Ezra Miller. It might be someone, but he looked like Ezra Miller. No, it is. That's um because they um I think that's a a Flash from a different a, a different universe too. Okay, so it's gonna be two Ezra Miller Flashes. Got you, but man, that's let's talk about that suit. That suit, oh boy, that suit looking sleek. Yeah, that's, that's, it's different because before it was blocky and it was like armored up. Now it's like more. It actually feels like not spandex, but like it actually looks like like the kind of rubber, like kind of kind of material that that um that would um that the, that Barry would use in the ring. Because remember, they did show the ring in the trailer too. Yeah, but I like that's that's a nice thing because you're a true Flash fan, you know about the Flash rings, and man it's just i like to look at that i just like to look at that costume because it's kind of like that injustice and that injustice look with the thunderbolts all over it yeah man, man. but yeah we stopped i don't did they give us a date for that movie they said i think it's november 2022 actually so they probably um they probably need to promote it because they do have other movies dc movies coming out next year 
So they probably don't want to put it early because, like I said, Batman is on March 4th. And then we got other we got other DC movies um, coming out. We'll get, we'll get to them in a, in a second. But yeah, the Flash film, yeah, November 4th next year. Yeah, so, but we ain't going to cover everything, y'all. We're just going to cover, like, that the the point, the high points that the mainstream audience, the mainstream fans or the casual fans will cling to. But the next thing that I saw was that Black Adam teaser, which didn't show me much. But, man, I didn't think The Rock could get any bigger. <laughs> but then, Yeah, he looked like he put on at least 20 more pounds. Look. All these other superheroes, you know how they costumes be looking like it just it just muscle padding in the costume. That all all of that looks like it's the rock. It does that look like no padding. It legit looked like the rock. The rock, look, I love the rock, but you're too goddamn big, man. Put down the weight sometime. You don't need to be that big. Why you need to be that big for rock? Why you need to be that big? I, I don't know, but Black Adam is a big dude though. So yeah. he is a yeah. big dude, but yeah, it didn't show us much. It just showed somebody, I guess, coming to conduct. And then, I guess, he just basically disintegrated the man. So, I, yeah. this, this movie does seem like it's going to be violent. But, yeah, I think um, we got a date for that, right? July 29th, right? Yes, July 29th. Yeah, in fact, let me pull up the, um, let me pull up the DC, uh, the DC, the DC, DC movies um, next year. I'm going to put the release dates um let's see dc okay um let's see every dc movie releasing in 2022 we got that super, super pets movie which I'm, i might take my daughter to go see it's, it looks like a cute little movie yeah uh and i know you i know you're excited for this aquaman movie and i'm yeah. I, i'm digging it because it, it, it looks colorful I like colors. I like colors in my movies. And James Wan is coming back back to direct it. And he and Jason Moe have said that it's definitely more mature than the first movie, but it also doesn't take the fun out of it. And also, they um for Black Man, his helmet, I think they made his helmet smaller. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I ain't gonna lie. His helmet did look oversized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they made it smaller. Um and um, it's called, those of you who don't know, it is called, the sequel is called Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Um, and um, it's, it definitely seems like Black Manta is going to continue going after, you know, Arthur for quote unquote, sort of killing his dad in a way, not kind of, I guess not directly, but you can understand in the comics is a lot different in the comics. He, Aquaman straight up literally uh, strength, uh, choked his dad to death. <laughs> but yeah, but um, yeah. I like the way it, I, I like the way it's looking. Then apparently, like Jason Momoa, he seems like he's all in in the movie. So I'm gonna give this one a chance because I, I thought that the first one was all right. It could have been better, but it was all right. Yeah, but, James, I think James Wan did say it. But said, "Hey, look, if this one, if the script for this one is not good, I'm not doing the, the sequel." But Jason Momoa actually wrote the story treatment, and he says it's personal to him because um, it mentions about. Um, about how people, about um, what's what, what am I trying to say? Um, it it also talks about how we kind of take the we kind of take nature and the environment for granted about poisoning the ocean because Jason Momoa takes that to heart because he's actually not just because he's Aquaman but you know he's all about recycling and about taking care of the planet which we all need to by mm -hmm. the way. <laughs> um, 
So that's so which actually makes sense. And I kind of want to see that because the one thing about Jason Momoa's Aquaman and the first Aquaman that I didn't like, I didn't love the fact that he had that surfer type of vibe. It was cool at first, but I kind of want him to. My mature. man. Yes. I kind of want him to mature, you know, just a little bit. When he puts the suit on, he does act a little different. So I feel like we're going to see more, see more of the, um, those qualities um, in the next movie. And they do have King Neri, not King Neri. Well, he's in the movie too. That's um, Dolph Lundgren's character. But, um, you know, um, I think they're taking inspiration from Jeff John's um, Death of a King storyline, which is a really cool story where where basically um if you've seen the first aquaman you do know that king atlan is the one was the original king of atlantis before he um had to sink it but and without you know spoiling anything is i've read the comics y'all and i know y'all most of y'all probably haven't but and you know um in this story king atlan is actually in the movie so he's going to play a big role um in this film moving forward it's called the lost kingdom of atlantis so my theory is that this this lost kingdom is probably like I guess the eighth kingdom. They said there are seven of them, but I guess the eighth is like the lost one. The eighth kingdom is is was ruled by King Atlan, and the reason why it's called the death of a king is because he actually comes back as some kind of like zombified looking monster. <laughs> so I am I'm very I'm very curious to see how really how this one turns out. Um, yeah, I think it looks I think it really looks cool. I do like the stealth. Um, outfit that Jason that Aquaman is gonna have, um, so I'm all for it. Yeah, let's pull. But now we're gonna speed run through some of these because yeah, I uh, think the last one, the last thing we're gonna talk about is the peacemaker thing. But other things that it showed, it showed the um the Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. Um, it showed a gameplay trailer. Which yeah. which looked pretty nice. I think we also did they talk about Supergirl? Um, the movie. The movie? You mean the TV show? Oh yeah, the TV show. Uh, uh, did they talk? No, I, I'm talking about. Well, no, it was Batgirl. I think. Yeah, it was Batgirl. They talked about um, Batgirl, and they did confirm that Ben Affleck's Batman is going to be in it. So okay, so Batgirl is getting her own uh, movie. Is and then did they talk about Shazam? Yeah, Shazam Fury of the Gods, which which is kind of funny in uh, DC fandom. They had the um the actor who played Billy Batson. When he said Shazam, they did like a effect where he where the lightning bolt hit him and then Zachary Levy showed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was kind of I thought that was pretty neat. Um they showed they showed some behind the scenes footage of that one. Um you can definitely briefly, tell that it was shot in Atlanta. Yeah, I think it briefly talked about Blue Beetle. Yeah. It's like a lot of other things, but we ain't got time for that. But man, now this show, this is going to be DC's first ever DCEU show in Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. If, now, y'all know I love Suicide Squad. It is one of my favorite DC movies. The Suicide Squad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My fault. The, the Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. We're talk my, about the original. It's yeah, it's one of my favorite DC movies. But one of the one of the best characters in there was John Cena's character as Peacemaker. Mm. And I was like, man, it'd be kind of cool if he gets a show. Come to find out, we getting the show on HBO Max. On HBO Max. Yeah, so you know it's not that far off. And from the way things look, it looks pretty entertaining. I'm not gonna lie. 
John Cena, people who say that John Cena is a bad actor, I don't think he's bad. I really think he has good comedic timing. Like, he's, he's a funny dude. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this Peacemaker show, I think it'll show promise, but we'll, because I think they're putting the actual vigilante in there mm-hmm. from the comics, which will be cool to see. Um, they're bringing back the team from Argus that Amanda Waller has to basically babysit him. I feel like that dynamic is just going to be funny. Yeah, they and, say that they said James Gunn said that it's basically the office. Yeah, the office. It's going to be the office, but with a whole lot more killing. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really excited for this show. I'm, I'm glad that John Cena is able to step away from the WWE and actually pursue his acting career because I think he he has promise. Everybody's not only The Rock can do it. Y'all, I hate to say it, but The Rock, he's a he's good for what he does. But like he him and John Cena, I, I see them on the same level acted tier-wise. They're both not good actors, but they I put it like this, they like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. Mm. They 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 given roles that they can excel in. So I'm excited for this. At DC fandom, it was great. It showed me what I needed to see, what I wanted to see. It talked about milestone comics, which we can get more into it. We'll have to say that for another show. I'm yeah, glad. Yeah, I would love to talk about milestone, but we can get to another. Uh, we can say it for another for a later date. We- but I'm glad that milestone is back because everybody knows how much I love static, static shock, and you have icon and hardware and all these other great african-american superheroes but yeah man dc y'all did a great job now listen don't fuck this up y'all gave y'all gave me hope you dare fuck this up yep but yeah man damn we we talked for a long time robbie but it was fun yeah i think it was uh like we talked for like maybe like two and a half hours i think yeah man this, this was fun man it was it was cool that you had time to sit down, that you took time out your day to sit down and just just chop it up with me, man. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I'm always, um, you know, I, I'm always uh, down for, you know, for, uh, you know, for more episodes. You know, I'm just, uh, um, we should definitely do, um, for more, for future episodes, we should definitely kind of like split some segments up. Like we can talk about, like, you know, maybe Netflix series on one day or we're talking about, you know, complex content on another day. I think it'd be pretty dope. We should definitely talk. We'll sit down and like talk about it a little bit more. Oh, oh yeah, man. Most definitely. But hey, y'all, it's been it's been fun today. I, I think we, we, we talked about a lot of things. Hopefully I convince y'all to go see Halloween. Hopefully y'all watch Squid Game and y'all agree with some of the things that we brought up. The DC fan of stuff. I hope we have a lot of DC fans out there. Don't just don't be giving M- the MCU all the love. Look, DC needs some love too. Look, man, it, look, DC needs some love too. All right. But yeah, Robert, before we go out, do you want to like plug anything, like anything like about about like your filmmaking? Because I, I know you're trying to do your film thing. And mm-hmm. whoever I bring on this show, I want y'all to plug y'all stuff. I'm trying to. I want to help other people get their name out there. So anything you want to plug in here real quick? Mm. 
Yeah, of course, man. Yeah. So those of you, you know, Jason, just like Jason said before, I'm a filmmaker, a videographer, cinematographer, and my name is Robert Abear. I do video promos. I do I shoot podcasts. Um, I just finished my first feature film by any means. Go check that out on YouTube quickly before it is taken down because we're about to upload that to um, a different media source. <laughs> so definitely go check that out. It's called By Any Means, the movie um, um, directed by Keith Rebels. Um, you know, why I want to give my, my shout out to Wise Bexley, for Darius Weaver, Jashana McQueen, you know, all the act, all the actors. I, I can't even name all of them right now. Um, I shot and edited on and edited the film, film on my own. We do have, and if you want to check out my con, more of my content, go to my YouTube channel, Ambitious Films. Um, you see, let's see more promos. You'll see, um, <clears throat> see more promos. You'll see um, some skits that I have. I got some more cook. I got some more cooking for y'all. You know, and if you and follow me on Instagram at Bobby underscore media for all your video needs and for more of my content. All right. Yeah. And I think we about done. Listen, y'all. It was fun chatting up with y'all. Whenever y'all are watching this, hope y'all have a wonderful day. And also, when you come to this podcast, just always remember, we be talking about some nice, good shit. So remember to always bring the popcorn. All right, man. I, I think we are, dog. Yep. All right, y'all. Peace out. Be safe. Kids, don't do drugs.